Good evening. My name is Steve Van Cura. This is Bread of Life Bible Study. Uh, this is about a 30-minute uh, teaching on the subject, the battleground of the mind. Everything in Scripture throughout the New and the Old Testament can be interpreted in different ways. All right? the, the Jewish people used to say, that there's actually four levels of understanding of Scripture. Uh, the surface meaning uh, sometimes just seems to be a historical record of uh, events that occurred at that point in time in Scripture. However, uh, just as in the parables, there's always, always a deeper spiritual meaning. And the uh, spiritual meaning is often not readily apparent to the natural human mind, uh, but rather must be revealed by the Holy Spirit. All right, and I'm going to define that, I guess, in a way with the description of a, a person who does not have the Holy Spirit. Uh, this uh, is called the natural man, sukikos. Sukikos is the Greek term. The Bible says that natural man understands not the things of God. He cannot know them because they are only spiritually discerned. Which of you can know the things or the thoughts of God except by the Spirit of God? So what that's telling us is that uh, a human being without the Holy Spirit or without the help of the Holy Spirit simply cannot discern or grasp or perceive uh, God's meaning in the Scriptures. The Bible says all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. The Bible says um, that holy men of old wrote as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Okay, And it says that uh, Scripture is not subject to private interpretation. In other words, the natural man may come up with uh, what he thinks is the meaning of the Scripture, but it's not going to be the the true meaning, because without the Spirit of God, you simply can't understand it. And Jesus illustrated that when he taught in parables. Uh, we see that throughout the New Testament, and in fact, all Scripture is, uh, represent parables. Okay, um, when the disciples asked Jesus one time, "Why do you teach in parables?" All right. And Jesus answered and he said, It is given unto you to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. And then he turned and pointed to the Pharisees and teachers of the law and he said, But to them it is not given. All right, so there's two groups of people here. Uh, the disciples had the Spirit of God in them, and then by the Spirit, and of course Jesus personally pre uh, present, uh, they were taught the meaning of these parables which are otherwise obscure. But to the Pharisees and teachers of the law, remember Jesus said, ye are of your father the devil. So they did not have the Spirit of God in them and therefore they could not understand. Okay, uh, In fact Jesus uh, stated to them, how can you who are evil say anything good? because out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. Why is it you do not understand what I am saying? Well, he was showing them or indicating that they could not understand. It was like 
his teaching was like a different language to them because they did not have the Spirit of God in them. Okay, now uh, this concept of the battleground of the mind uh, is extremely important. Uh, I'm going to open with a quick prayer. Uh, I usually do it immediately, but uh, I just wanted to introduce those ideas. So let's bow our hearts and our heads. And Father God, I just thank you that we're two or more gathered together in your name, that the Spirit of God, the anointing, your presence is with us, Lord, to quicken the Word, to bring it to life, Lord, so that we can understand what you're trying to tell us, Lord. Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life to those that find them. It's the Holy Spirit that uh, brings it to life, turns this logos into a rhema, Father, that it becomes a living seed planted in our hearts to bear fruit after its kind. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so remember, man is triune. You are a spirit being. The Bible says God is the father of spirits. God is spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So all creatures, all creatures uh, have a spirit which animates their bodies, all right? Um, this, angels are spirits, okay? Uh, every human being, I mean, from and, and every animal, dogs, cats, I mean, you name it. Uh, the body is just a physical body and has no, it has biologic life, but no spiritual life, okay? The spirit is what gives it Life. When Jesus died on the cross, remember he, the last statement he made, he uh, lifted his eyes up to heaven and he said, uh, uh, Father, receive my spirit. All right. And then he said, uh, and then he breathed his last and he gave up the spirit. Okay. And then he died. Okay. So uh, James says, the body without the spirit is dead. So uh, Jesus, the spirit of Jesus, left his physical body. And uh, so uh, and his spirit left the physical body, and he prayed that God would receive his spirit. All right? And so uh, the physical body is now dead, and, uh, uh, but this illustrates uh, what happens at death. All right, now... Uh, so you are a spirit being, you have a soul, and you live in a body. The soul comprises the mind, the will, and the emotions. Um, I like to say that the um, soul is like a central processing unit in a computer. Okay, um, And then you have a physical body with five senses. With your body, you contact the physical realm, and with your spirit man um, that you contact the spiritual realm and with your soul uh, you process information or data you might say you contact or operate in the intellectual realm okay so um, you and I as we walk around all day long thoughts come go um, and we spend a good share of our time during the day uh, just thinking this thought or thinking that thought, uh, making plans, what we're going to do for the day. Uh, and this is where uh, your will expresses itself. Okay, uh, 
when the devil tempts a person, uh, it always begins with a thought, just a thought. Okay, so let's say a, a young man is flipping through the TV or something like that, uh, and he sees a, a, a half-clothed, beautiful woman, you know, uh, he may suddenly stop operating the uh, channel changer and sit and meditate on, oh my, she's so pretty. Uh, and so the, the mind then can start thinking about maybe imagine, imagining what it would be like to have sex with this woman or something like that. Jesus illustrated this when he said in the Sermon on the Mount, he said, the law says thou shalt not commit adultery. But I tell you, even if a man looks lustfully on a woman, he has already committed adultery with her in his heart. All right? The heart is a combination of the spirit and the soul. All right? So uh, anyway, uh, we can think good thoughts or evil thoughts. Uh, the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Basically, you and I both live our lives, we, throughout our lives, based on what we believe is true, all right? what we think uh, reality is. I think I've mentioned previously that uh, for 10 years I was an atheist. I absolutely did not believe there was a God or afterlife. I thought when you're dead, you're dead. And um, uh, of course, I didn't know that, uh, I, the truth. Okay? The Bible says, the fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. Well, I was a fool, but I didn't know it. Now, the Bible says also that the God of this age hath blinded the mind or eyes of those that believe not, lest they see the glorious light of the gospel. So in other words, the, uh, the devil, the God of this age, the, the uh, you know, or demon spirit can literally uh, prevent me from receiving anything from the Spirit of God so that in a sense I am blinded to the reality that there is a God, a Creator, uh, there are moral, moral standards that God has, etc., etc. So uh, that way, um, you know, we can be completely oblivious to reality, as, as was I. And uh, in last week of November, 1979, I was reading the Gideon Bible, in a motel room, uh, the Sermon on the Mount, and instantaneously, I mean all of a sudden, uh, it was like a big light turned on, and all of a sudden I knew there was a God. I mean it just, I didn't reason it out, think about it, and look at all the evidence, and make up my mind. No, I mean it was just dumped in my head um, that God is real, that the Scriptures are God's truth, and that they can be trusted. Um, and on and on. And so from that day, literally, I had a, an extreme passion to study the scriptures and, and a desire to know God. So uh, first thing I want to say then is uh, there's a natural man and there's a spiritual man. Uh, when you say the word heart, there's a physical heart that pumps blood. But then the Bible talks about the heart as the place where you believe if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, then thou shalt be saved. So uh, there's a spiritual heart. All right. So uh, Adam 
and I, you, we have a physical body. We also have a spiritual body. All right. Uh, the Bible says there's a mind of the flesh and there's a mind of the spirit. The mind of the spirit focuses on the things from the spirit of God. The mind of the flesh focuses on uh, the thoughts and reasoning and uh, imaginations of the sin nature because the flesh represents the sin nature that we've inherited from Adam. So, uh, but this uh, division of um, every, all of reality into a natural, physical form and a spiritual form is extremely helpful in understanding Scripture. All right, now there's a, the first Adam. Of course, the Bible says the first Adam is a living soul, all right, and the last Adam is a life-giving spirit. Uh, this is in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and Paul said, first the natural, then the spiritual. Okay, and now we've got a physical creation out here. Uh, it's a natural creation. It's visible. It's physical. You can walk out and touch things and uh, sniff the flowers and whatever else like that, but it's, it's natural or physical, all right? But Jesus said, the things that are seen are temporary and are going to pass away, but the things that are unseen are eternal and stand forever in the heavens. So uh, one day, this physical creation out here is going to uh, be destroyed in, a great, in, in fire uh, at the time when God judges uh, the evil uh, that has corrupted the world and the... Uh, everything in the world, all right? And God is going to make a new creation in which dwelleth righteousness, and the scriptures tell us that evil will never arise again, all right? So the physical creation uh, was, uh, you know, created by God, but it's temporary. Uh, even though God is eternal, it's, it's amazing that He's eternal, but yet the creation is temporary, and it's going to pass away. And we might think, what in the world is that all about? Well, I think we've taught before that uh, uh, God wants every creature in heaven and on earth to decide, make a determination, uh, a decision as to who they're going to serve, whether it be God or the devil and, or self. We'll just say self. The word for self in the Bible is uh, is uh, soul, suke. Okay. In other words, remember, Adam is a living soul, uh, and but the, it is corrupt. It's a corrupt seed, and that uh, uh, since the uh, soul contains the sin nature of Adam. The uh, natural man, or the first Adam, is a sinful man, all right? And uh, for us to enter the kingdom of God, remember the first Adam was born into a physical creation. How do we get into physical creation? You were born there, all right? So how are we going to get into the new creation, the spiritual realm of, of God's kingdom? Well, you got to be born there. But see, the first birth is a natural birth. And then uh, to be born again is a spiritual birth. That's why Jesus said, unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Um, and so uh, Nicodemus asked, well, how, how can a man enter into his mother's womb 
and be born again. And Jesus said, well, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. He said, I'm not talking about a physical rebirth. The second birth must be spiritual. All right. And um, so uh, that's when the Spirit of God comes into our hearts. Uh, Jesus is conceived in our uh, spirit, okay, uh, in our holy of holies, in a sense. And, and that's what, uh, the, you know, when all of a sudden now we can interact and um, receive from the Spirit of God, uh, and we become part of the kingdom of God, and we become part of the family of God. I'm born, just like I was born into the physical realm and in a natural family, the way I get into the kingdom of God and the, and the spiritual realm, um, and, the, and the family of God is I have to be born there. And that's, that's called born again. The Bible says we're born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the living and abiding word of God. Okay, so the corruptible seed there is Adam, okay, because Adam and Eve beget sons and daughters after their likeness. Every single offspring of Adam and Eve is corrupt, okay? They have a, a sin nature inside. They cannot help but be rebellious and disobedient. All right, now we sometimes think, well, man is basically good, or some, I've heard people say that. But see, that depends on the standard, okay? Now, God's standard is holiness, perfection, righteousness. But uh, the Bible tells us that the heart of man is exceedingly corrupt and that all of man's righteousness is as but filthy rags before God. So in God's eyes, um, just one little lie, uh, uh, you know, to God is just abhorrent. The Bible says, you know, that all liars will be cast into the lake of fire uh, in the final judgment. All liars. Well, I, I doubt there's any human being anywhere that hasn't uh, told probably many lies, all right? But so we all uh, have... Uh, followed the sin nature and committed all kinds of sins. But remember, sin is what separates us from God, just like in the Garden of Eden. But see, God offers something called mercy instead of justice. Justice is for us to get what we deserve. Remember, the wages of sin is death. All right, And that means eternal separation from God. But when I choose, remember I said that the physical creation is a place where all creatures make a choice. So if I choose to pursue God and to know God, read His Word, uh, and um, call on God, the Bible says, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So God is out there. He, he by the Spirit of God, is trying to touch our hearts uh, bring through, let's say, a, a pastor's sermon. I mean, countless ways, countless ways. He is wooing you in your heart to follow after Him. Uh, now, I can blow it off and say, look, I've got a life to live and I'm not interested in that. Well, that's a choice. That's a choice. And unfortunately, or maybe, you know, whatever, uh, a, a choice like that um, just basically will eventually eventually lead to eternal, forever separation from God and a life in hell. Okay, but 
you know, the free gift of life, eternal life, um, and forgiveness of sins uh, just requires me to make a choice. Okay, choose ye this day whom ye shall serve. But as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. Okay, so anyway, um, once we are born again and the Spirit of Christ is conceived in us, uh, like happened to me on that day last week in November 1979, uh, my beliefs and perception of reality, I mean, absolutely, totally changed. Um, I thought different, I felt different, and, and, um, and you know, over time, I, I, I just, you come to a place where you just, you're so disappointed in yourself uh, if you sin or disobey God, it just becomes kind of abhorrent. You just you do not want to disobey God and sin. Uh, so uh, the Word of God, the Bible says, man does not live by word or bread alone, but in every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So as we feed on the Word of God, study the Word, are taught the Word, go here preaching on the Word, it begins to change the way I think. Uh, and when that happens, it changes who I am. Remember, uh, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So uh, the Bible says that the, uh, you know, we all have incorrect perception of reality. And the Bible calls those, uh, well, actually, uh, strongholds. The Bible uses the term strongholds. The Bible says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, okay? Um, and whereby are given unto us exceedingly great and precious promises that by these we may be partakers of the divine nature. Another scripture says that we, can be, we are transformed by the renewing of our minds. So as I uh, feed on the Word of God, and remember it's alive, it's spiritual. Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life to those that find them. So when I uh, pursue and study, memorize, learn, plant the Word of God in my heart, it, it changes me. It changes the way I think, it changes what I believe, it changes my behavior. Uh, and that's the way God changes His people, all right? Uh, ye be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So I could say this, uh, the Bible is not so much for information as it is for transformation. Uh, we are like blind Bartimaeus. I was once blind, but now I can see. All right. Uh, the, there's a scripture in 2 Timothy. I'm going to read that. It says, uh, Be gentle to all men, apt to teach, to be patient, and in meekness instructing those that oppose themselves, that God would give them repentance to acknowledging of the truth, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him uh, to perform his will. All right. Uh, the devil works in and through people, just like God, the Spirit of God, works in and through people. All right, 
Remember, the devil went into the Garden of Eden with nothing more than words, deceiving words, and caused the fall of all mankind. God sends his word into the world to save people. All right. So um, anyway, uh, so thoughts basically is part of the warfare in a, in a sense that you and I submit to every day. We sometimes think those thoughts uh, have no power over us. But when the disciples one time asked Jesus, uh, what shall be, well, the, Jesus mentioned or told them that the temple was going to be torn down and uh, that there'd be all these wars and rumors of war and all these kind of things. And they asked Jesus, well, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the age? The first words out of Jesus' mouth were, were this, Watch out that no one deceives you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ. In other words, uh, my words are anointed, all right, and shall deceive many. Okay. Now, the devil's words have an anointing in a sense, uh, and in other words, there's a spirit behind those lies, all right? Uh, and the words that, were, that uh, the devil brought to Eve deceived her into accepting his word. So now she thought this eating this tree of knowledge of good and evil would be a good thing, that she could be like God, she could run her own show, you know, so when she acted on uh, what he said, accepted it, well, guess what? The Spirit of God left her, and the spirit of the devil now came into her thoughts and mind and that sort of thing. And since as a person thinks in their heart, so they are, well, that, that, that's when sin entered the human race, okay? And um, so... It's very important for us to uh, to guard what we think and believe and to replace the falsehoods that are strongholds in our mind with the truth. The Bible says, Thy word is truth and forever settled in heaven, O Lord. So uh, it's essential. I mean, if we're going to operate in life and advance in holiness, advance in our Christian Faith, it's absolutely essential that we feed on the Word of God. Okay, Now, once we're born again, we have a mind of the Spirit, which is when we focus on the spiritual things of God, or the mind of the flesh. Now, you and I both know we make a choice to what we're going to think about. Okay, uh, and whatever I think about is what's going to, you know, determine the way I live my life every single day, every single day. Okay, now, uh, so we're going to do part two now. That's uh, so you might want to look uh, for the next lesson, part two of the. Uh, the battleground of the mind. Okay, so I'm going to close with a quick prayer, and uh, then you may want to look for the next lesson. So let's bow our hearts and our heads in prayer. Father God, I just thank you for your word, these words that I've spoken right now. 
that they are uh, inspired by the Holy Spirit. These are your words, Father, and you said the, the Word of God is alive and powerful, and it's like seed planted in our heart that, that bears after its kind. So I just ask you to open our hearts, Father, and, and uh, just receive the Word with gladness, and uh, all by itself it produces after its kind. Uh, the nature and character of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen.